The International Court of Justice has made provisional rulings in the case brought against Israel by South Africa. The ICJ has not yet ruled on whether Israel has committed genocide, but the preliminary orders issued by the court order Israel to prevent genocidal acts in Gaza. I spoke with ANU Professor of International Law, Donald Rothwell. So the International Court issued what are called provisional measures on Friday the 26th of January. In doing so, the court found that there was a plausible case before it that Israel was conducting acts of genocide during its Gaza military campaign. And the court has issued a series of orders to place limits and constraints around which Israel continues to conduct its military operations in Gaza, the need for Israel to provide humanitarian assistance and aid to uh, Palestinians in Gaza, and for Israel to report back to the National Court on the 26th of February in terms of its progress and response to those provisional measures orders. And most importantly, there is no finding at all that Israel has committed acts of genocide, and ultimately that would be a determination by the court at a much later stage in the proceedings. So the word plausible is that there there's room for further investigation into this. How long would something like that take? Well, that's ultimately part of the timetable that the court will set in conjunction with South Africa and Israel. Uh, normally cases like this could take anywhere between four to five years, but a genocide case involves additional levels of evidentiary complexity. So we could even be looking at a much longer time frame than four to five years. Mm-hmm. And so an, an ICJ decision is final and binding and, and it can't be appealed. But how will this or, or can it be enforced? Well, the first critical question is, how is Israel going to respond to the decision? Israel is under an obligation now as a party to the Genocide Convention and indeed as a party to these proceedings to report back to the court. Uh, And indeed, uh, of course, there are ongoing discussions at the moment with respect to the potential for a ceasefire. If there was a ceasefire in Gaza, that would immediately see Israel effectively meet many of the obligations imposed upon it. Do we know what the response would be or what the outcomes would be if Israel came back and they were found to not have met these provisions? Well, ultimately, uh, this is not a matter in which the international court itself has any enforcement capability. Uh, That is a matter that would need to be taken up ultimately by the United Nations uh, Security Council. The Security Council has rarely exercised its enforcement uh, powers, which it has under the Charter of the United Nations. And ultimately, of course, that would be a political process uh, in which there would be a need for discussion and debate within the Security Council as to how it would respond. Even though they're not directly involved, South Africa brought the case forward because they are a signatory of the Genocide Convention. Seeing as Australia and lots of other countries are also party to the Convention, what are Australia's and these other countries' obligations giving this ruling? Well, at a minimum, every state which is a party to the Genocide Convention, including, as you say, Australia, is under an obligation to ensure that acts of genocide and incitement to genocide is prevented under its uh, domestic law. Um, And Australia does that uh, under the provisions of the Commonwealth uh, Criminal Code. But in in a broader sense, um, it's arguable that a country like Australia should be concerned about this decision by the International Court, even at a preliminary phase, 
that the provisional measures have said that there's a plausible case to be made here that Israel is engaging in genocidal acts. And so to that end, it's arguable that Australia, along with all of the other countries in the Genocide Convention, should be using uh, diplomatic and political efforts uh, to engage with Israel and urge Israel to adhere to the provisional measures order of the court. Do you think following this ruling that we'll see Australia and, and other countries review their economic or trade or military ties with Israel to make sure that they aren't supporting a plausible case of genocide? I, I think that, that is certainly a possibility. Um, given the profile of this case, given the extent of some relations that countries have with Israel uh, at a military and economic level, uh, and given the gravity of the allegations being made against Israel with respect to acts of genocide, it is entirely possible that some countries will revisit the extent of those interactions at at this time. But most importantly, the court hasn't said anything at all about Israel's right of self-defence. It's silent on that point, and indeed it did not accept the South African argument that there be a ceasefire uh, in Gaza. So Israel retains the right of being able to exercise self-defence against the attacks perpetrated by Hamas and indeed any other attacks that Israel might face from any other state or non-state actor. ANU Professor Donald Rothwell there, ending that report.